Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Why don't we prepare our heart to hear the word? I would like to encourage all of you to have this kind of mentality about coming to church and coming into the presence of God. You know, our God is a God of honor. He said in the book of Samuel, if we honor him, he will honor us. So sometime in our society here, we uh, take it for granted. We uh, Sometimes even treat our parents and treat older people by calling their first name instead of Mr. and Mrs. And sometimes we treat God the same way. We come to God, to church, and we don't honor Him enough. We play text message or watch something instead of paying attention to what He say. So we should have the mentality that when I come to be in the presence of my Father in heaven, I'm going to honor him. I'm going to listen. I'm going to pay attention to what he said to me. And I want him to teach me and honor him. And if you honor him, he will honor you. Amen? How many people want God to honor you? I want God to honor me. Yeah, so I always have the mentality of honoring the Bible, honoring the anointing, honoring the servant of God, the church, the things of God. We honor the things of God together. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for receiving your word today. We believe, Lord, your word will renew our mind. It's the spiritual food to our spirit. And we want to grow up. We don't want to be the same. Oh, Lord, we depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to practice what we learn, Father. We don't want to be just hearers of your word. We want to be doers. We want to put everything into practice. And you promise us in the Bible, if we diligently heed the voice of our God and do what is right and follow the commandments of our God, we will not be sick, we will be prosperous, we will be successful. Because your word is a medicine to our flesh. And when we receive the word, the sickness will go away and will bring success to our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to encourage all of you to get the CD or the MP3 from our Hebrew table to listen to the sermon from last Sunday. This is the continuation of the last Sunday message. Last Sunday I already started to talk about how to be more fruitful in New Year, in year 2015. Last Sunday I mentioned that every year that has gone by, we have less and less time on earth. If you are about 50 years old, you have about 1,000 plus weeks on earth. Can you imagine? We just have last Sunday and only a short period, another Sunday show up again. So our time is running out. And if God calls you to do something, or you know your calling and your purpose of life and plan, you should get on it as soon as possible. Last Sunday, we learned four principles of how to start a new year. The first principle is to assume your responsibility 
of your own life. Don't blame other people. Don't throw responsibility to other people. Don't be accusers or don't be accuser. Excuse for everything or accuse somebody else. Blame other people. But we should be chooser to choose what we want to do in life. Number one, assume my responsibility of my own life. Number two, believe that I can change. Believe that through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, we can do what God calls me to do, and I can change to be better this year. C, A, assume responsibility. B, believe. C, clarify what is important and what is not important. Clarify what God wants you to be and what God wants you to do clearly. So you need to know what is good, what is bad by looking at the Bible, by praying and studying the Word of God. And you need to know what is important to your life and what is not important. Because when you know what is important, you can form the values of your life. This is my values. I cannot follow my values. Without the clarity of values, you will be pushed and pulled to the right and to the left everywhere, and you will not spend your time wisely. You're going to get involved in a lot of things that is not important to you. Number four, D, don't delay, don't procrastinate to start. A lot of people wait for the perfect condition to start to do what God called them to do and to follow their goal and their plan of life. One root of the procrastination of people is we call perfectionism. Some people are perfectionists. They will not start doing anything or getting on their own plan until everything is perfect. There is no perfect situation. If I want to be perfect before I start New Hope International Church 27 years ago, this church would not have started. At that time, I did not even know how to sing charismatic songs. I did not even know how to preach in English. I had a very serious broken English at that time for American culture. I spoke a lot of wrong words on the pulpit, but I started anyway in the imperfection. We used the basement of my home and I flipped the chair to make a pulpit because I don't have money to buy the pulpit. I just started the church and put the cloth on. There was no perfection. If you wait for perfection and keep waiting and waiting, you will not do anything and you are going to be polarized. This is the fact. Less than 5% of Americans sit down and make their clear goal and plan. And statistically, the survey show us that the 5% that make the plan and the goal in their life are the top 5% wage earners of the country because they know exactly what they want they focus they do what they want and they pray and they ask God to help them I'm talking about Christians they know exactly what they want to do and they will not waste their time this year I believe that a lot of you get excited about listening to this sermon and you want to sit down and start to write your goal and your plan but believe me in two weeks, the plan will not be written. Your goal will not be written. 
because you're gonna be swayed by the football game, by all the daily life of your commitments to do, and what happened? You will never sit down. February is gone by, March gone by. At the end of year 2015, nothing happened. So I pray that you would really take serious about making the goal of your life, and. We need to make the clear goal. In order to make goal, we need to look at one good example, and that good example is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. The ultimate goal of the believers is to become like Christ. Let's look at His life in Luke chapter two, verse fifty-two. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in broad and full understanding, and in stature and years. And in favor with God and with man. If we want to set the goal, or we want to develop, we need to have these four goals in life. Jesus increased in wisdom, increased in stature, increased in favor with God, and in favor with man. There are four areas of your life that you need to set goal for year 2015. The first one that is wisdom development, or the goal for your knowledge and wisdom. Number two, physical development. Number three, spiritual favor with God. Your life relationship with God, more grace, more favor with God. Spiritual development. Number four, favor with man. Social development. Four goals of your life, and in order to make Good goals. We need to have the right way to set the goal. I want to encourage you to really make a smart goal for each area, the four areas. The smart goal is the specific goal. Specific goal. Everyone says specific. If you are not specific, you will not accomplish anything. Vague goal have no power. Nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. For example, if you want to set up a physical goal, you should not set the goal. This year, 2015, I will have less weight. Is that specific? No. Specific goal will say, this year I cannot reduce 50 pounds of my weight. That is specific goal. Amen. So the goal must be very specific, and it's not only specific, but it's specifically personal to you. Don't set the goal for your husband. Oh, I have a goal that my husband will lose about 50 pounds this year. That's not gonna help. You need to be specific for yourself, not to other people. It's a personal, specific goal. You should not set the goal that this year I'm gonna make my kids. Do the housework. I'm going to make them finish all the housework every day. That is not your goal. Because that you set goal for your kids. Your goal should be, this year I'm going to be a better parent that will be able to relate to my kids and I can encourage them and help them to grow up. Your own goal, not their goal. Amen? Number two, smart goal, not only specific Number two, it must be motivational. Everyone say motivational. If 
things are not motivational, it will not be effective. Does your goal motivate you? If it doesn't motivate you, you're not going to try. You're not going to do anything. So the goal must be motivational. Number three, specific motivational. A, attainable. If the goal is not attainable or reachable, you're going to get discouraged. You don't set the goal this way. In year 2015, if you are an employee of a company or have a lot of responsibility, you should not set the goal. In year 2015, I'm going to pray three hours a day. I tell you right now, it's not going to happen. Because you have to cook, you have to take care of the business. Maybe just set the goal, I'm going to pray half an hour a day, every single day. It's attainable. If it's not attainable, you're going to give up and quit eventually and get discouraged. Number four, the goal must be relevant. The goal must be relevant. What does it mean? The goal must be based on your values, not other people's values. What is the value? That's why we talked last week that we need to discover or clarify the values, what is important and what is not important. We need to know exactly what we want and what we don't want. And the goal must be related to or relevant or based on our values. You don't set the goal on the value of somebody else. It's your own value. And number five, the goal is not only specific. The goal is not only attainable, motivational, and relevant, but the goal must be trackable. We should be able to measure your progress, whether you are progressing and you reach the goal or not. Amen? Now we're going to look at these four goals together, the four aspects of your life that Jesus set a good example. Number one, wisdom and knowledge. Do you set the goal in this year? What knowledge you're going to increase? I remember in year 2002, I set the goal that that year I would study the whole year regarding demonology. So that whole year, I learned about demonology and preached about demonology. And I start to cast out demons. I don't only set the goal to learn about demonology. I practice casting out demons. So year 2002, that was my goal. This past year, year 2014, I studied about the grace of God. And now in year 2015, I study about how to get to victory of life. So I'm studying the Bible, all the things that I set the goal to study certain subject in my life. I want to increase my wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 8, in Good News Translation, do yourself a favor and learn all you can. Then remember what you learn and you will prosper. In Amplified Bible, the Bible says, He who gains wisdom loves his own life. He who keeps understanding shall prosper and find good. Do you know that God gives you a wonderful gift? That gift is your brain, your mind. It's a terrible thing to waste your mind away. Your mind is like a muscle. If you don't use your muscle, it will become atrophied. Is that right? The same thing, if you don't use your mind, you don't study, you don't increase the knowledge, 
you don't get your mind work your mind will become atrophy that's why the book of proverbs said do yourself a favor learn all you can all good leaders are learners if you have been in this church long enough you notice that pastor lao and pastor da have increased the knowledge of god every single year i have something new that i learn every year and i share with you because i am a learner whenever we stop learning we will stop leading Because in order to lead, you need to know new things all the time. Leading people to the right thing. So for this year, ask yourself, set the goal. What book you gonna read? Maybe set the goal. I gonna read the whole Bible two times this year in year 2015. Maybe you know certain book that you like to read. You say, I gonna read this group of book. Or maybe you say, Oh, in this church, we have so many. Many books that we produce after preaching. We have so many books, and it sit on the cabinet. And many of you never study all this book: the love of God, the goodness of God, fruitfulness, reigning in Christ, core values, evangelism, how to evangelize, eighty lesson. Building Christian character, how to pray. This is just example of our book in this church. Maybe you say this year I'm gonna get three books and study all three books to improve my knowledge. Maybe you say I'm gonna listen to five CD series in this church: the Monology, the File of God, How to Make Disciples. Whatever the, on the list, you make. A clear goal that you can increase knowledge, like what I mentioned in you 2002. I increase the knowledge of how to cast out demons and how demons work. Before you 2002, I had no idea how to deal with demons, but I study, and I get on it. So this year, we gonna have a special class, many special classes on Saturday, and I gonna look for teachers. We're gonna look for champions or manager of different classes to improve the knowledge and quality of our members. Cooking class, computer class, uh, what else? Eating class. No, I'm not. We don't need to eat eating class. Maybe also guitar class, sound class, video recording class, how to evangelize, healing class, how to get people healed. And then we have a workshop for to let people do it. How to run the care group, how to make disciple. All these things we're gonna start to set up from now on to set up all these classes on Saturday, so that people can learn and improve. The, each class may last about three Saturday in a row, and then stop and have a break so that the teacher can have a break. The student can. Join another class or something like that. So we're gonna start to organize this to happen on Saturday, either morning or afternoon. So maybe this year you say I'm gonna join certain class to improve my skill and my knowledge. Maybe language class. Yesterday I give recommendation that we should have English class because we have so many foreigner in this room that speak broken English, including me. Yesterday I learned a few words that I have to improve. In my talking in English, I don't want to tell you what they are. 
Maybe learn how to do computer language. Maybe we have Mandarin speaking class, or German speaking class, something like that, or Thai speaking class on Saturday, and we all learn our Indonesian speaking class. Amen. In when you study and learn, you will develop your intellectual ability. You will be a good steward of your brain and your mind, and God will be happy because you don't waste your mind away. The gift. That God has given to you, Proverbs chapter eight verse eleven. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. The Bible says that wisdom and knowledge are better than rubies. So let us become learners, and this year we set the goal together to learn something. In order to improve the spiritual wisdom, not just only the knowledge and the thing that come into your brain, you need to improve the wisdom in your spirit. How to improve the wisdom of this year? You need to set the goal. Ephesians chapter one verse seventeen. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. Who give us the wisdom, the Holy Spirit? So maybe in year two thousand fifteen, you say, "I'm gonna live a life full of the Spirit." If you haven't spoken in tongue, you say, "This year I set the goal to speak in tongue." If you have not come to the prayer line to get touched by the Spirit, you say, "I want more of the presence of Spirit. I'm gonna yield to the Spirit more so that I can have more wisdom." In dealing with situation in life, you know I'm so glad I walk in the Spirit for many years and full of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit give me direction all the time what to do in surgery, the wisdom of how to handle things in life. This wisdom come from the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. Give you example in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9. If you don't believe in lay hand, this has happened in the Old Testament. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why did he get filled with the spirit of wisdom? For Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses lay hand on Joshua, imparted the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom. Joshua became the leader and have wisdom from God. Laying on of hand has been practiced all over the Bible, and that's why our church believe in laying on of hand. We do it every other Sunday and in the revival service to impart the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of power, the gift of the Holy Spirit upon people. Not only we need to be filled with the Spirit in order to get more wisdom. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter nine verse ten, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding." Psalm one hundred eleven verse ten, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do these commandments. His praise endures forever." If you want. To have more wisdom spiritually, you need to live in the fear of God. What does it mean, fear God? Is to hate evil. Have you sometimes watch some movie, some news, and see people do wicked things, and you feel ugly, yucky on the inside of you. You feel like, oh, I hate evil. 
I hate people cheat each other or commit adultery or cheating their spouse. I hate evil things, and I want to obey the Lord. If you are that kind of people, you have more wisdom. God can. God promised you to give more wisdom. Number three. Number one. Fill with the Spirit. Number two. Fear God, hate evil, and obey God. Number three, James chapter one verse five. If any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. What do we do? Ask God for wisdom. We fear with the Spirit. We fear God, and we ask God. One of the example in the Bible, the man. Who had the highest wisdom in his generation is King Solomon. Let's look at what he did. Second Chronicle chapter one, ten to twelve. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people, for who can touch this great people of yours? And God said to Solomon, Did he ask for wisdom? Yes, he did not ask for money. He asked for wisdom. Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches, or wealth, or honor, or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, and that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor. Such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. Wow! King Solomon asked for the right thing. You should ask for wisdom in year 2015. Set the goal to learn something, to read some books, to read the Bible, to listen to the teaching series, and not only that. To make sure you walk in the fear of God every day, you come to the prayer line, you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and you also keep asking God for wisdom every single day. That is the wisdom development. Number two, physical development. What is the goal of your physical life this year? Do you set the goal to exercise maybe three times a week, cut down certain sweet? Cut down certain food. Sleep more. I promise God in your 2015, I will try to go to bed earlier than before. I used to go to bed at 1 a.m. Now I discipline myself by 11 or 12. The latest 12, I have to sleep because my body is running down if I don't have enough sleep. So I try to rest more, and I try to make sure that I take care of myself. How to eat. What kind of food? Take some vitamin. Take some vitamin D because there is no sunshine around here. You know that vitamin D comes into your body by the sunlight. In Seattle area, the bone can be very soft if you don't take calcium and vitamin D. I make sure that I frost my teeth. I take care of my health. I promise myself I'm gonna put lotion on my body every day because my skins are dry. So I take care. I make sure that I have physical goal of my life. Amen. Sleep enough. Exercise. Eat right food. Take some supplement and vitamin. And the Bible talk about spiritually. We need to set the goal to improve our physical life. Look at Proverb chapter seventeen verse twenty-two. Proverb seventeen twenty-two. 
in Amplified Bible, the Bible say, "A happy heart is a good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones." In Good News translation, say, "Being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time." So, if you want to die sooner, be sad. Cry, be upset, be gloomy all the time. But if you want to live a long life, and you look young, you need to ha ha ha, ho ho ho, all the time. Smile, be happy, no matter what happened. Ha 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 ha, be happy. Amen. If you never been filled with the Holy Spirit and have a spiritual laughter, have the laughter of the Holy Spirit, ask God. When Pastor Lau lay hand on you. Laugh in the Holy Spirit when you feel something coming up, bubble inside. Just go ahead, laugh, <laughs> and then you feel with the laughter of God. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not of eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and the joy of the Holy Ghost. If you want to be healthy, be joyful. Psalm 16, verse 11: You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is. Fullness of joy, wow! It's so good to be in the presence of God, full of joy. Don't be too gloomy. Don't be too serious. Amen. Get mad at somebody. Get mad at a worship leader. Get mad at the drummer. Get mad at the preacher. And mad all the time. Then you're gonna have a short life. So, if you want to live a long life, be healthy, be happy. Something is not a major issue. You're not life. It's not life and death. If the worship leader sing off key a little bit, they, they don't know. They, they sing good. But if they sing off key a little bit, don't make a big deal. Don't get upset standing there. Sing off key. Don't be like that. Just be relaxed. Be uh, and they they sing off key. <laughs> or at least they serve God better than nothing. Is that right? Hallelujah! Nehemiah eight verse ten, the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many people want to be strong? Amen. Eat right, sleep well, exercise, take some supplement, take care of your body, set the goal, and set the goal year 2015. I'm not gonna be depressed. I'm not gonna be sad and gloomy. I'm gonna be happy. I learned one thing. It doesn't matter what other people do. I'm gonna be happy. They are responsible for their own life. If they make wrong decision, I warn them. They don't listen. Hey, I'm not gonna be sad with them. I'm gonna be ha 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 ho ho ho. I'm responsible for my own life. Amen. That is physical goal. Amen. Now spiritual goal. The Bible says in Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen, grow in spiritual strength. And become better acquainted or knowing with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amplified Bible say, but grow in grace. How many people want to know your God more and grow in grace? I want to grow in grace. Undeserved favor, spiritual strength, and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This year, year 2015, set the goal. Spiritual goal. Some of you may have been sitting in this church for many, many months, but you have not accepted Jesus Christ. 
maybe the goal of this new year, you say, I'm gonna receive Jesus into my heart. I want to become a real born again Christian this year. That may be your goal this year. Some of you may be a Christian for a while, but you have not been baptized in water. You say, this year, year 2015, I have a clear goal. I'm going to be baptized in water. I'm going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongue. Some of you say, wow, I have been sitting, warming the chair for a long time. Now this year, I'm going to get to the training classes of the church on Saturday. I want to learn how to serve, learn how to do things. I want to get involved and I want to plug into the church, become a committed members of the church. Some of you may be spiritual goal this year is to join a small group, a care group. You say, I have been watching TV on Friday or Wednesday. I never go to the small group. This year, I'm going to be committed to go to the small group every week to be in the fellowship with other brothers and sisters. Some of you may be the goal of year 2015. You say, I heard about tithing for many years, 10% to God. I have not done it. I have been rebelling. I have been disobedient to God. This year, I'm going to challenge myself to tithe. And I'm going to see the Bible come true in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. That God will bless me more than what I can contain. Amen? Some of you may say, I'm going to spend more quiet time with God. Pray to God more. Amen? So that is your spiritual goal this year. Whatever goal you have, set it clearly for year 2015. Now let's look at social goal. Social development. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. God has given you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. In Amplified Bible, as each of you has received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. Employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. What is your social goal this year? Definitely, your social goal should be biblical. Your social goal should not be, I'm going to go out to the nightclub every Friday to drink and get drunk every Friday with my friend. That is not the spiritual or godly social goal. Your social goal should be that I will love my brother and sister and other people more than before. I'm going to build a social connection in love and commitment. And the Bible says that we all receive some gift from God. We receive time, money, abilities, gifts, talents, and grace from God. You all have some certain amount of money. You all have abilities. One brother who sits here is so good in piano. Oh, when he plays piano, the anointing comes down. So he has the ability to serve God. Some of you are good at cooking. Whatever gift that God gives to you. He wants you to serve and to love people by helping and serving people in the church or your neighbors or friends around you. So this year you may set the goal. God, show me what gift I have. And I'm going to start to get involved. I will pull up my sleeve and serve in different ministries. 
video ministry, sound ministry, children ministry, worship ministry, care group ministry. I will not just sit on the bench anymore. I'm not going to sit down and watch other people performing the plays and running and fighting the warfare. I'm going to get off from the bench. I'm going to run the race. I'm going to join the team. I will discover my gift and I will get involved in serving, loving, giving, helping, supporting people around me. I'm going to be involved in serving and in the ministry. Amen? That should be your social goal this year. You will not sit around the church doing nothing anymore. You can help and serve. Amen? Even if people come in the wheelchair, you still can serve because you can use voice to teach and to do something. People who have some other handicaps can do something else that you can do. Don't be sorry for yourself and just look at your problem, but you rise up and say, I'm going to use what I have now to bless my brothers and sisters. Some of you may have a spiritual goal to get some of your relative and friends saved. So you write now, write down the list of the name of people who want them to save, start to pray for them, witness to them, invite them for dinner, share the gospel with them, get them saved one by one. That is your social goal this year. You find favor with God and you find favor with man. Amen? Amen. Be generous. Give yourself out to other people. Amen? Now come to this point. You say, wow, I'm so excited now. This year I'm going to set spiritual goal, social goal, wisdom goal, physical goal. But after you leave this room, you start to think, wow, I set New Year resolution many years ago, but I never follow through. And I never stick to it. I never stay to it. This year, I believe it's going to happen again. It will never happen. I can set the goal, but it will never be accomplished. But I want to let you know, you cannot do it on yourself anyway. You remember the Apostle Paul say in Romans chapter 7, all things that I want to do, I end up not doing it. All things that I know that I should not do, I end up doing them. That's what Paul said. And then he go on and say, that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the presence of Jesus in our life. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, the Bible says, your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. The difference between Christianity and the self-help books is this. The self-help books will tell you all the principles what to do. But they don't give you power to do it. But in Christianity, you learn all these principles. You receive it. You say, I'm going to do it. But at the same time, you have the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus Christ in you, that you can do it. Our human sinful nature is this. I know what is right, but I cannot do it. I know what is wrong, I should not do, but I do it. That's why Romans chapter 6 verses 10 to 11 say, When Christ died, he died to defeat the power of sin. See yourself as being dead to the power of sin and alive with God. 
You set the goal. You cannot do it yourself. You need Jesus Christ. The Bible says that His death is to give us power. I want to encourage you. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have the power. If you are not believers, you can receive Jesus and you can have the power. When Jesus died on the cross, at the cross, He gave you three kinds of power. Number one, He paid the price for you to have the power to be set free from the past sin of we call forgiveness. Number two, He gave you the power to overcome sin, sickness, bondage, and curses now, today. You can have power to overcome the sinful nature now at the present time. And three, okay, number one, you can have the power to have forgiveness or to be free, freedom from the past sin. Two, you have the power of the cross to fight with today's sin and curses. Number three, you receive the power to be free from the presence of sin for eternity. That is in heaven. You can be in heaven for eternity. In heaven, there is no sin. So, we just passed Christmas two weeks ago. In Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. But do you notice that in the Bible, there's no one time in the Bible saying, remember the birth of Jesus. Do you know that? But the Bible say, remember the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible never say, remember the birth of Jesus. Thank God for the birth of Jesus. But the most important thing that we need to do is to remember the death of Jesus, the burial and the resurrection. You know why God say we need to remember the death of Jesus? Because the death of Jesus gives us power to be free from past sin, power to overcome today's sin, and power to be free from the presence of sin for eternity. And that's why he said that we need to have communion. The Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is to help us to look at the past. The past sin has been forgiven. The Lord's Supper helps us to look at now, to examine ourselves what is wrong with me, so that the power of his death, the cross, shall set me free from the power of sickness, curses, and sin today. And not only that, in communion time, we also look forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. That is, we can be free from the presence of sin for eternity. The Bible says, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Remember the Lord's death until He comes. We celebrate Christmas for His coming. But today, we're going to have the Lord's Supper to remember the death of Jesus Christ and to celebrate our freedom, the power to overcome the past sin, today's sin, and to be free from the presence of sin. In the very first Christmas, 
Jesus came as a baby. But when he comes back the second time, he will come as a king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. In the first Christmas, when he came, there was no room in the inn for him to be born. But when he's come back the second time, the whole earth will be full of his glory. In the first Christmas, wise men came to him and gave him some gifts. In the second coming, he will come with a lot of gifts to give to the wise people like you and me who follow Jesus and serve him. In the first Christmas, the first time he came, there was a star in the sky to lead people to his birth. But when he's come the second time, the whole sky will be lightened up by the power of God. In the first Christmas, only a few people got to see him, the shepherds, the wise men. But in the second coming, the whole world will take notice. Everybody will see him in the sky coming back. Amen? No one can escape. The Bible says when he comes back the second time, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Your neighbors who laugh at you that you go to church will have to bow down and say he is Lord. Every king on earth, every king on earth, every queen, every president, every manager on earth will have to bow down and say Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Either people say he is Lord now in love and commitment or people will say he is Lord and wait for judgment. I'd rather be wise to say Jesus is Lord now in love and commitment. Amen? We're talking about procrastinating, setting the goal, and setting up and doing the goal. Some of us procrastinating in following Jesus Christ. If you are not following Jesus Christ, I recommend you bow down now and confess that he is Lord. He's coming back for sure the second time. His death on the cross already gives you power to overcome past sin, to have freedom from current sin, today's sin, and to be free from the presence of sin for eternity. Before we have communion together, I would like to ask those who don't know Jesus Christ or those who walk away from Jesus for a period of time, come back to him. Would you like to bow down and confess that Jesus is Lord with me? Why don't you do that with me right now? Father in heaven, Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. He died on the cross. He shed his blood to save me. Thank you, Lord, for the power of his death. I can be free from the penalty of my past sin. I can be free from the power of sin today, the power of darkness, 
the power of sickness, poverty, and curses. Jesus set me free. And thank you, Lord, for eternity, for receiving me into heaven one day. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Congratulations for those who invite Jesus Christ. The usher, we can give the bread and the cup now. We're going to have communion together. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and said, Take it. This is my body that will be broken for you. Then he took the cup and he said, this is, this is the cup of the new covenant of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Today we're going to remember the death of Jesus, the body and the blood shed for us. We remember that our penalty of sin has been paid. We remember that today I have power to overcome any kind of sin and bondage. We remember Jesus will come back and we will be with him for eternity in heaven. He said, this is a cup of the new covenant. What does it mean, cup? It means that we accept the cleansing power of his blood. It means that he will use us in this generation. See, cleansing. You, using. P, he will protect us because of the power of the cross. Everyone say, cleansing. Everyone say, using. Everyone say, protecting. We're going to drink this together. We're going to take the bread and the cup together to forget about the past, to start the new year together, to look forward to the great things that God wants us to do. We examine ourselves, repent of our sin, and start a new life in year 2015 together. Amen. We wait for everyone to get the bread and the cup today. And after that, we're going to celebrate and have lunch together. Amen. Interestingly, why they are distributing. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, which talk about the Lord's Supper very well, Paul say that many of you have been sick and fallen asleep in death beforehand. In other words, people at Corinth, the members die prematurely. They die beforehand. They get sick, they get cancer and die. And then Paul say, examine yourself. Paul say, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. In other words, this is a time that you examine yourself and you know that you look down on certain people in the church because they speak with accent. Or you look down on some skin color in the church. Yesterday, it's interesting, I operate on a lady. She saw me and she kind of mean to me. And then the anesthesiologist walk in. And he is, I think, Korean background. And, are you Dr. Lau? 
Uh, no, I'm not Dr. Lam. Not, I'm Dr. Kim. You all Asian look the same. You all look dark and small. Wow, that is racism, big time. But we both took care of her very well, the best I can. Amen. Do you know what happened in the book of First Corinthians at that generation? Exactly racism in that church. Rich people rich, sit together, eat, 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 eat. Poor people sit together and no food to eat. And they went home hungry. The rich people just click group, hang out together in the cliques. And Paul said, that's why you died too prematurely because you have discrimination in the church. You don't practice love. You break the new commandment of Jesus Christ that is to love one another. Today when we celebrate lunch, Let's just mingle. Let's just love one another. Let's just become brother and sister in the church. If you judge yourself, you will not be judged. How many people don't want to be judged? How many people don't want to get into trouble and destruction? Sickness and die prematurely. I don't want to either. What do you do? Judge yourself. Amen? Father, if we have done anything wrong in year 2014, Forgive us, Lord. Oh, Lord, some of us may have wrong attitudes, may complain, gossip, think negatively. Some of us know what they need to do, but they don't do it. They know what they should not have done, but they did it. Lord, now we repent, and our repentance is not just lip service but we're going to change the course of our action. We're going to love one another. We're going to stop gossiping, thinking negative, looking down on people, judging people. We repent of our sin today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the body of Jesus Christ that he died for me. He shed his blood for me, Lord. Thank you for the power of the cross that we can be cleansed, used, and protected. The cup of the new covenant. We take together by faith and in repentance and humility. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take together. Thank you, Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad you are in the international church? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. How many people are going to put the teaching into practice? How many people believe that year 2015 will be better than last year? How many people believe that you will develop your spiritual life, your physical life, your social life, and your wisdom this year. Amen. Amen. Be it to you. Amen. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty